Good afternoon. On my orders, the United States military has begun strikes against al-Qaeda terrorist training camps and military installations of the Taliban regime in Afghanistan. These carefully targeted actions are designed to disrupt the use of Afghanistan as a terrorist base of operations and to attack the military capability of the Taliban regime. We are joined in this operation by our staunch friend, Great Britain. Other close friends, including Canada, Australia, Germany, and France have pledged forces as the operation unfolds. More than 40 countries in the Middle East, Africa, Europe, and across Asia have granted air transit or landing rights. Many more have shared intelligence. We are supported by the collective will of the world. More than two weeks ago, I gave Taliban leaders a series of clear and specific demands. Close terrorist training camps, hand over leaders of the Al-Qaeda network, and return all foreign nationals, including American citizens, unjustly detained in your country. None of these demands were met. And now, the Taliban will pay a price. By destroying camps and disrupting communications, we will make it more difficult for the terror network to train new recruits and coordinate their evil plans. Initially, the terrorists may burrow deeper into caves and other entrenched hiding places. Our military action is also designed to clear the way for sustained, comprehensive, and relentless operations to drive them out and bring them to justice. This was George W. Bush, the 43rd President of the United States of America, declaring war on terror and against Taliban on 8th of October 2001, exactly 20 years ago. U.S. Special Forces, U.S. Navy SEALs, CIA, Afghan Army, police, and thousands of NATO and Allied forces could not finish the job what they invaded Afghanistan for. Results? U.S. and NATO lost trillions of dollars, thousands of their soldiers were killed, thousands disabled for life, and hundreds of them live life in trauma. Hey guys, I'm your host Muzamil Mupol and I welcome you to another episode of Plain Talk with Muzamil Mupol. And on this podcast today, we have a very, very special guest with us. This year, President Joe Biden announced the complete withdrawal of U.S. forces from Afghanistan, for which the deadline is September 11th, 2021. Well, Afghan Taliban is approaching very fast and have taken over Kabul today and rumors also suggest that Mullah Brother will be the new president of Afghanistan. He has already left for Kabul from Qatar. Alright, to discuss the very important issues and, and the things happening across Afghanistan, I am joined by Dr. Mudassir Fateh who is an expert of international relations, especially in Afghan studies. Let's welcome him. Thank you so much, Mr. Fatah, for joining us on Plain Talk Podcast. It's really, really an honor to have you on my show. Thank you very much, sir. Thank you uh, very much for inviting me uh, on the talk. Great. You're welcome. Um, Mr. Fatah, let me quickly go on to my first question. Right now, we are witnessing the peaceful transition of Taliban in Kabul. In fact, Taliban has made it clear that they won't hurt any civilian governmental officials, expats, and Afghan army in Kabul. How do you define this current rise of Taliban across Afghanistan these days? 
important question taliban has taken over major cities and provinces like you know herat and balkh how and why they win these major cities and provinces very easily and in no time you know that's actually a very very question was there any internal help or external help from some other country uh yes definitely uh, i will come to this a little uh, after a little uh, time in few seconds mm-hmm. let me tell you Actually, the wars are not won by the gunpowder. The okay. wars are won by it, it is a mental game. Absolutely, it's a mental game. The forces of Afghanistan right now have three lakh security forces, and that is a hefty number. Three and a half lakh, you know, to be precise. Yes. So to be precise, yes, three and a half lakh. But why didn't they put sustain even a month after the U.S. withdrawal? So basically, the mind game here, if we apply this story here, mm-hmm. it shows that. that the afghan forces maybe they have understood that when the us was not able to sustain how could we absolutely absolutely how could they have simply understood it mm-hmm. and and definitely when uh, you have uh, you have talked about the foreign uh, foreign uh, health definitely mm-hmm. when when the us uh, when the soviet union was in afghanistan during the 1980s so the uh, unx united states actually helped the mujahideen to build their bases against the soviet union Absolutely. to bleed to their enemy to bleed their enemy now the world community we can say that russia or china did the same they are actually uh, returning their favor what has been done to them all right so yeah. it is actually a mind game plus the definitely the, uh, the support of the international communities whether it is russia whether it is china whether it is pakistan so definitely there has been the uh, outer support to the taliban and uh, second it is a mind game 
that's why they have won this game. Absolutely. And and you mentioned about Russia, China, and in Pakistan openly or covertly you know, supporting Afghanistan. How would you define the define the current Taliban? Is it old, reformed, and rumors have taken over headlines that Mullah Baradar is going to be the new president of Afghanistan. How would you define him as a president who has already been a head of Taliban government in exile? Uh, first, I don't see as of now much difference between Taliban first and Taliban 2.0. Okay. Actually, only time will tell this. Absolutely. As of now, they are in, in we can say, in a hurry to take the power. Okay. So when they will get to power, so I expect them, uh, I expect the Taliban 2.0 to be very, very different. Mm -hmm. But only actually time will clarify it. Once they will get the power, there will be a transition, there mm -hmm. will be, they will make the government. After that, we can say that whether the Taliban 2.0 has learned some lessons mm -hmm. or not. Okay. And, no. and 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 I just wanted to I just wanted to interrupt here and you know just just wanted to you know get in when we say that and they have learned the lesson are they are they a bit more flexible from the previous Taliban the 2.0 which we are seeing right now is this Taliban a bit flexible? That is we only expect. Okay. okay. Are not right now sure that there will be anything mm -hmm. like this. Mm -hmm. So that is only the world community expect from the Taliban right okay. now. Okay. Whether it's India, Pakistan, China, or the world community, Absolutely. all are concerned regarding there are many issues in Afghanistan, particularly we can say the rights of the women, rights Absolutely. of the Absolutely. If if they are successful in in getting in, in taking care of these things, only then they can win the international recognition. So winning an international recognition will be a challenge to the Taliban 2.0, and we expect the changes in this uh, new Taliban. True, true. You know, I, I really, I really, you know, uh, accept this point that 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 they have to win the international recognition. And I asked you a question. You know, how would you define him? How would you define Mullah Baradar as a new president? You know, who has already been ahead of Taliban government in exile? So actually, uh, Taliban as an organization will mm -hmm. define the role of the Mullah Baradar. Okay. In, in in Taliban, a person doesn't matter. Okay. It is actually the Taliban as an organization. The role or the dictators which will come from the Taliban Shura will define the role of the Mullah Para. True, true. All right, great. Let's move on to very important... Sorry to interrupt you. Mm -hmm. Not only this, with, I, I must say, the game for the Taliban beginners now. Absolutely. It, 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 this winning the war was the first part of the game. Mm -hmm. Now the second part of the game is how they will deal with Afghanistan, how they will deal with the neighbors how they will deal with the international community. Absolutely. So actually, show show will begin now, uh, it begins, uh, so, uh, it, it will take to the next, uh, we can say, uh, to the next level, it will, uh, Absolutely. sometime we can show, mm -hmm. uh, we, we will be able to see what actually that new role of the Taliban will be. Well, this brings up my next question, which is very, very important, you know, how Taliban will you know, go to the next level. Let's talk about the future of Afghanistan. What do we expect from the new Taliban government? How would they deal with the real issues? You know, you know it as a researcher. I know it, you know, as a, as a person into international relations. There is a lot of unemployment. Healthcare problems are there. Developmental issues are there. Malnourishment is across the country. How would they deal with these issues? Do, as a researcher, do you have any idea about this? Oh, apart from uh, maintenance of security and peace and security, mm -hmm. 
the unemployment, healthcare uh, development, or the issues you uh, you raise are actually going to be the big challenge to talk about. Absolutely. So not only they have to maintain the peace and security, uh-huh. not only they have to build the international recognition, not only they have to be maintained or increase the relations with their, uh, their neighbors of Afghanistan, but there are internal challenges to them also. These challenges, these unemployment, or we can say uh, healthcare development, these were challenges to the Ghani government also. Uh-huh. These were challenges to the previous governments also in the last two decades. Uh-huh. But not, not much was seen that they were not successful. So uh-huh. these challenges are basically now the real tests to the Taliban. Uh, how they will deal with them. I, I, I expect that uh, if, if they will be inculcating some democratic values in, mm-hmm. their, in their rule, only then they can deal Absolutely. with these things, these issues. on these challenges. So democratic values within their framework, what, what they understand it as a democracy, if we will look into it from their perspective, mm-hmm. so they have to inculcate some democratic values Unemployment will go down only when they will be able to generate the economy. They will able to will be able to generate the revenue. So they will be able to generate the revenue or the healthcare or the development. There will be peace. So when if if they will be successful in maintaining the peace in Afghanistan, then maybe with with some time they may be in a position to. To, to, to we can say to cope up with this challenge. Absolutely, absolutely. Peace, so peace is peace basically which dictates these things. Absolutely. So if, if, they, if, if they are again on the path of destruction, they, if, uh, they, then they will not be able to deal with these things. If they are again uh, cut off from the world, they will not be recognized, then they will not be deal with these things. So to deal with these things, most important things are peace, and most important thing is they have to get the international recognition. I do accept with you democratic values are very, very important to maintain the peace in entire Afghanistan. Let's move on to very, very important question now. Why a lot of media outlets have described the rise of Taliban threat for India? As a international research analyst and a doctorate in the same field, you have got. Why do you? What do you analyze? You know, as an expert on this issue. Actually, this this is uh, seeing uh, the U.S. withdrawal on or mm-hmm. uh, the Taliban capturing the Afghanistan again. This is from the Indian perspective, this is one of the most debatable questions right now on the Indian media, Absolutely. whether it's TV or the French media. This is one of the most debatable questions right now. True. Okay. So there are many perspectives regarding the Taliban being perceived as a threat to India. Okay. There are many people, the ex-diplomats, who actually see that India must approach the Taliban and talk to them because India has invested three billion dollars in the last twenty years. Absolutely. Now Absolutely. coming back to your question. Why is, is it perceived as a threat? So mm-hmm. basically, the first thing which I should mention here is that is the episode of hijacking of IC-814. Absolutely. That does have an impact on the mindset of the politicians or the bureaucrats in India. Okay? Mm-hmm. So maybe they have not forgot it. They are not in a position to forget it yet. Okay? So that this is the first thing. Second thing is we uh, that, that is the Pakistani influence on the Taliban. Okay. okay. So okay. India perceives Taliban not as an organization which is going to rule there. They perceive Taliban as an arm to uh, Pakistan. Absolutely. So it's the Indian perspective. Mm-hmm. Okay. So for Indian perspective, they 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 see the influence, the Pakistani influence on the Taliban. This in fact is an issue for Indian authorities. Uh, has been 
an issue from the last 20 years, 25 years. Okay. Uh-huh. So they, and another thing, uh, why is that the Taliban actually provides the strategy depth to Pakistan? Okay. Absolutely. So if if Pakistan is now in a position to get strategic depth again, which they will, because of the rise of the Taliban, we all know it. Uh-huh. So this in fact is perceived as a satellite state of Pakistan by India. Okay. 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 So this influence on Taliban, uh, by Pakistan, is, is, is perceived as a big, big issue in India. Uh, uh, but there are chances that Taliban may not allow Pakistan that kind of interference we have seen in the, uh-huh. in the, in the, in the first uh, Taliban during the 1996. Okay? Uh-huh. So the first read. Second is the growing Chinese influence. Okay? It is an important thing which actually increases the worries of India. So recently, sure. Mullah, Mullah uh, Brother, Fadal Ghani Brother, along uh-huh. with nine other delegates, he was, uh, he, he, he paid a, they paid a visit to China. Okay? Sure. Sure. They, were, they were welcomed here. And, and, and this, this does have an, uh, a psychological effect on India Absolutely. that if China and Pakistan are very close, getting very close to Afghanistan, uh, the Taliban, because China is getting obviously because of Pakistan. So this does uh, have an impact on the mentality of the people of mm-hmm. India and is perceived as a threat that if the Taliban is dictated by Pakistan and China, this will actually radicalize the youth of India and this will actually have an impact on the youth of not only India, on the South Asian uh, people also. Absolutely. So it, it, it is perceived as a like, like in this way. I, I totally I totally agree with you, um, uh, Mudassar. Paradigm is paradigm, and a paradigm has been made, you know, regarding hijacking of an airplane or you know Pakistan's influence in Taliban. This is a paradigm which has been made, and and this is how the India is perceiving the paradigm right now. I we all wish that in Afghanistan should prosper and should see peace and stability in the entire country in, the ent- in all the definitely. regions of Afghanistan. We, we, are, we are definitely, sorry for the interruption, we all definitely wish that there must be peace. But if the South Asian countries want the peace in Afghanistan, there is only one alternative. That is India, Pakistan, and China. They have to come closer. Absolutely. Absolutely. Until all, see, China has the same motive in Afghanistan, that is that there must not be any threat to their interests. Absolutely. That is also the interest of India. So, True. And that is also the interest of many other countries. So the alternative or the answer to this question, the solution to this problem is that the, all the three superpowers, uh-huh. all the powers with nuclear, nuclear weapons, uh-huh. the only solution is that they have to come close and discuss it. And they have to, if, if they will be scattered, the problem will arise. Absolutely. If they want this problem to be solved, mm-hmm. the only thing is that all the three powers have to come close. And that is only then there will be a solution for our Absolutely. We do agree with you that India, Pakistan and China have to come on one table and discuss this issue. And if they, if at all, in you know, all these countries want to maintain peace and stability in Afghanistan, they have to talk about it. Thank they you so much for your time, Mudassir Fatah. It was really, really an honor to have you on 101 North podcast. Till then, see you next time. Thank you. Sir. Take Thank care. You. Bye. All right, guys, that's all from today's episode. We will be back with another one soon. And hey, you can also support my podcast by logging on to patreon.com forward slash MMP. 
Thank you so much, and you have a great time ahead. This is your host, Muslim Mumapu, signing off from Play Talk.